Hello and welcome to Bridge Through Fire. I am Kristen. And I'm Justin. And this episode we called Ugly Crying. All right, so today's episode, we're going to talk a bit about the last week and what has happened there and what that actually brought forth of emotions and incidents and work and things like that. And then we're also going to share with you an email about a question we got in regards to work and travel and investment in your future for a, for a mid-20s person. And then... We, as usual, we'll give you our recommendations and we're going to step it down to only one thing we're grateful for. So we're not drowning you in all our gratefulness here in life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're taking that on. So what happened this week? What happened this week? Do you want to start? Because I was, I started last week. So I kind of want to give you the table this week. All right. For me, uh, the biggest thing that happened this week was I started a new job um i'm working uh what do you call it like i don't even know what you call it in english where you're, you're living where you work yeah so like it's like a, stay there. yeah it's a, it's a it's a home for special needs yeah. people right um completely out of my depth uh trying something new that could really work for garage avenger and what i want to achieve there uh being able to work one full day and get paid for 20 hours instead of working the equivalent of four days at the school Mm. i think much better for us as a family and also much better for my ambitions to what i want to achieve with Mm. garage avenger and so that was immensely challenging uh just to meet new people uh get to know what i need to do meet the the clients there that are working with Mm. and you know be able to be calm about it all Mm. and not have the possibility to run away to Kristen for support you know I was I worked two and a half days there this week you know and it was it was long it was a it was a I missed you yeah it was an interesting uh, thing but it, you know what in the end i think it'll work for us and mm. i'm excited about what that'll bring for us for the freedom of you know our family yeah and building what we're trying to build on mm-hmm. and it's amazing again i just want to i actually want you to share what you said like what you asked the universe for and how it provided in this scenario like because you told me something do you remember? No. You don't no. remember what you told me? Not specifically. What? So you said to me, you're like, it's so interesting because I asked the universe to give me a job uh, which gives me more time to do Garage Avenger. Yeah. Mm. Literally. Like you you just said it like you asked, you asked it out loud to provide you with that. And we've been talking about this for quite some months now. And that's really something I want to go into. And then. It's amazing how it works out that because we needed it this way and Justin having the experience he has, there there we go. A job that actually gives you more time. 
Yeah. And look, to be honest, that opportunity wouldn't have happened if one, I didn't ask the universe for it. And two, I didn't ask people. Yeah. You talked to all I, your colleagues. I talked right? with my colleagues. I was open and honest about things like, but you know what? I'm out of work right now and it's not great. So through yeah. a, a lovely recommendation, thank you to that person who did that. Uh, he got, yeah. yeah, he got a new job, which is amazing. And so our future aspects of income is not looking so grim at the moment. No, which is, you know, it was never really looking grim, but I mean, <laughs> it, looked it, grim. Wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> no, it wasn't looking fantastic on paper, No, but you know, uh, often on paper, they're just numbers going up and down, you know, it's yeah. us that gives them power, yeah. you know, and our feelings and emotions are out regarding that. And, yeah. you know, to, I also, you know, released a new video this week. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been a long time. Like I released one about two weeks ago, but it wasn't the same type of video. No. Um, and I think more an update uh, yeah look this this video is more my style mm. uh and i've worked many months on this project uh with regards to going away to australia so just trying to it's been a long time mm. coming there's a lot of being, things that have been on my plate this last couple of months and i managed to finally get it out and feels good and i i'm quite happy with the the video and I'm hoping people go check it out. Yeah, go check especially, it out on his channel, Garage Avenger. Especially if people want to laugh. because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good laugh. It's good. It's kind of opposite to this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where we go deep and meaningful and all these things. Yeah. No, yeah it's, I mean, it's more light and fluffy and hmm. silly and... Yeah, which is good. Yeah, and I mean, I to the other big thing this week is like I literally... <laughs> 10 minutes before we started the recording on this one, I finished my last recording of uh, the Make Ideas Reality podcast. Mm -hmm. So, you I know, I just, I decided that this week, you know, was going to be the last one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a revelation there, which I talked about last week about, you know, seeking people's approval. Uh, you know, I went to visit uh, some other high up, you know, YouTubers and found myself like seeking their validation and that really just hit home with mm. regards to the podcast i started looking at that like you know the guests i'm having on like i'm not satisfied fully if i don't get the next biggest guest you know and, and things on and i was like okay there's something here i'm seeking validation i am good enough mm. just like last week i am good enough I don't need to seek validation. So therefore, I don't need this podcast. I need to focus on what I really love to do, which is Making, make things. Being creative being with your creative hands. With my hands, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it also gives me more yeah. time to do this podcast with Kristen, which I think is nice. I yeah, mean, this is something we're doing together, right? Yeah, so absolutely. instead of actually us sitting on each our two, as we call it, like each our uh, ant nest, <laughs> On HR Forest, we're working together. That's we come together. Weird <laughs> analogy. Oh my God. We have some weird stuff in the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that Just was. Leave it at that. Yeah. That was my week this week. And that was your week. So it's yeah. a pretty good week, really. Yeah. And some new challenges. New challenges, but you know. And That's how we grow. Yeah. And I, I'm just trying to see everything for what it is mm. and the reality of it. 
and you know i'm growing and moving forward this yeah week, so it's great awesome awesome uh i had a pretty good week too it's been a hectic week uh for me uh all the different departments where kids are involved decided to have their parent uh meetings so there was like three out of five days of that <laughs> this week oh, <laughs> with justin being away that was not it was not possible so one of them had to forego um <clears throat> And then, but what happened uh, on one of those evenings is something that I found really interesting on the on the journey that I am on, and it really it really digged out like dug down deep into me, and I had to uh, experience and see some feelings that I have probably hidden away for for a very very long time. So. What happened? Uh, Henry and I had some time together, and then he got. We made a deal. He got to watch some YouTube, and then I said we're going to go for a walk with Lexi after that. And so we did, and we came back, and then I talked to our tenants uh, a little bit outside with Lexi because they they think she's adorable and cute. So I was probably outside for ten minutes, but that and ended up in henry actually locking the door on me so i couldn't get into the house i didn't have a key i didn't have my phone anything like that so i played a little bit and like rang the doorbell lots of times and knocked and i'm like come on let me in played along with it for a while and then i ran to the back door to see if that was open but that was also locked and I could see that the third door was also locked. So I couldn't I couldn't get in. And then he came to the door upstairs and he's like, he's standing on the other side laughing and and um, just looking at me. And with that, that probably awakened something in me because I have trauma in regards to that from before Dustin. So it kind of like eventually he let me in we came inside and he was just constantly acting up he would like slap me in the face with like mail he would uh, be silly like not hurtful or spiteful because kids aren't that but just acting out because he was missing something and we'll come back to that later about how reading love languages especially in your own kids mm -hmm. so we actually really want to dive a little bit deeper into that today so but but I just want to leave you with that. And then uh, that just escalated into me actually taking one of his teddies out of the room, made him upset, and then we ended up going down talking. But at the same time, I then had managed to just go, enough. It's enough now. You pushed me too far. And... Uh, we sat down and he's like, I need to go to the toilet. Okay, I'm like, go to the toilet. And I just broke, completely broke down. I started ugly crying without any control and without knowing. I, I understood what was going on because I tried to explain a little bit before he went to the toilet. But it just suddenly like a wave just hit me of all these awful emotions that I had and that that feeling of somebody wanting to do you wrong, like or wanting to wanting to hurt you. So what happened? The guy I dated before Justin, he was quite um not such a nice person. 
and we would have some intense fights. He he wasn't directly violent, but he was psychologically violent. So he called me probably every name under the sun, anything to break me. And he was then living in my apartment because I was only there for a few months before I was going to move into where my brother and friends were living. So I had all my stuff. This is in Australia. I was alone and I had all my stuff there and that was all my possessions. That's all I had. So that was like my my thing. And then we had some intense fights where I ended up leaving the house because I couldn't deal. It was just too much. He was... He would throw cricket balls inside. He would smash plates um, and then all the name calling and everything. It was just too much. So I took myself out of that equation. But then by the time I'd gotten some fresh air and ready to come back, he'd locked the door on me. So I was locked out of my own stuff. And I had no idea what he would be doing in there. Like I could not trust him with a 50-foot pole. Hmm. So with that feeling of just, that's everything I have and and my computer and I know he's threatened to break that and I needed that for school and all these things and and so with that incident of locking me out of my own house and then feeling those feelings again that bubbled up it just took over and I just felt so out of control and I just but I just let it rip I just I actually ugly cried in front of our son because I he came in. I closed the door, but he came in and he's like, he completely turned and he found his empathy and he's like, Mom, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm sorry, like this is this is not your fault. It's nothing like that. It's something mom's carrying inside and it just bubbled to the surface. And I was very clear on it not being his fault because I needed him to know that he had done nothing wrong. He had just pushed. But my wounds are my wounds. It's not his, it's not his fault that he triggered them. Mm. So that was <clears throat> that was uh, pretty big for me. But he was really, really supportive. <laughs> but being a seven-year-old, he was wonderful and curious he asked questions he wanted to know things so I tried to explain with as little information as I could to why why mommy was feeling this way and that also helped him understand that this actually had nothing to do with him it had something to do with what happened to mom many many years ago that I've hidden away in a drawer deep deep inside And a lot of incidents have been like that, that they haven't bubbled to the surface until something happened. There was a few years back, well, probably six years back or something now, we were living in our apartment here in this area and we were in the garage and Justin was just going to play a prank on me. Do you remember in the garage? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so he, he slammed the door on me and locked me in the, in the garage, um, storage facility like we had a little storage room in the garage Mm. locked me in there and then they turned off the lights and i was just i can it completely my it got in i don't know how to say it my my curtains just went down it was completely black and i just went on the door so i'm hammering on the door completely freak out and and i'm like let me out let me out let me out 
which you did, of course. But yeah, you're yeah, like, holy yeah. moly, I what's going on? Yeah, I did not know that that, that could existed happen. in you. Yeah. Because, of course, I didn't know the full picture of where that came from. So if I had known that, you know, locking you in, a, playing a prank like that, like, was a trigger then of yeah. course i wouldn't have done it no but, no no you know, he didn't know but again same same thing right where you just an incident actually triggers those emotions that you've locked away and i had no idea i would be triggered right by that but my my body had protected me for so many years and then you end up in a situation like that and I, th I feel like I dealt with that situation. And now I have also had the chance to deal with the emotions that came up here. They'll probably give me tears again because there's still a lot in this story that I need to deal with. But I think the blessing in this, guys, is that because I've started this course now, I, I can let the tears flow. I can let myself feel that hurt and feel the emotions and, f and name them and work through them so that I actually become the therapist that I'm supposed to become. Mm. And I actually, in the end, thanked Henry and I was grateful to him that, that I ended up in that situation with him. I think, <laughs> I think something it's that was really what, what took me back is that you managed to say to him, it's not your fault. I think a lot of people in the moment would say things like, you just pushed too far. Yeah. You did it. You did. Like, and they put the blame on the kids, mm. for example, for you losing your shit. And that's a really hard thing to wow. turn around and be able to say, you know what? Yes, my son or daughter was the trigger, but they were not the reason why I had this huge reaction. No. A lot of the time we have these past things in our lives that come sneaking back mm. and slap us in the face. And our poor kids have to bloody deal with that. Yep. Yep. They right? have to deal with the shit that we've carrying inside. Mm. So I think it's really, so for me, it's something <laughs> that I take on personally too. It's like when I, if I have an outburst, you know, it may be completely different but mm. to not put it on the kids like you yep. did this kids you should you know yeah, exactly. watch yourself it's your fault no, but no no it's, it's not, not their fault like you because you may mine. have pushed me but that triggered an emotion in me in me yeah. that caused me to do this action so and now, i'm sorry for that and yeah. that is not your fault yeah you know and i was I, very important i'm so happy i could i could see that in the moments that i was crying i was just and i just i let go like i didn't fight the feelings i just let them come and i think there's for me there's a lot of growth in that to not just try and be brave and swallow those tears because what do i do then i keep putting it back in the drawer that's not helpful mm -hmm. And now also talking about it again, even though it's such a long time ago, is healing as well. Because shame and there was so much shame for me in this relationship. And I know we've talked about that before. And you'll hear more about this relationship. It was luckily a quite a short period of my life. But 
it was a very intense and hurtful period of my life. And Justin have asked me several times, if you could go back, could you, would you do it again? And I'm like, yep, absolutely. And that's because without that journey, I would not be the person I am today and I would not be the right person for Justin. That's what I reckon. I would agree. <laughs> what else can you say to that? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just, oh, it's a powerful story. And if you just let the stories in your life become a part of your journey and become the teachings in your life, you'll, you'll grow. If you just let them be a part of you and not hold grudges against it or regrets or shame, let go of the shame, you become such a better human being for it. Mm. I think that's where I wanted to go with that. What I want to touch on is why was Henry acting out in the first place, which caused those those events to occur, right? Mm. So in the end, he has actually explained to me that he wanted to watch more YouTube, which he knew he wasn't allowed to. So he wanted to punish me and tell me off that he wasn't allowed to because we have boundaries on YouTube because it's a lot of stimuli and that for the kids. So he just wanted to watch more and it, it is addictive. That's the thing. So he wanted to be mad at me and um, he was not telling me. I found that out the day after. So he was not telling me, he was showing me. And that's often what kids do. They show you that they're lacking something or that they're not getting what they want or things like that. And that comes back to also their love language. Maybe I didn't sit down and watch enough with him when he was allowed to watch it. So he didn't get that one-on-one -on -one time with me, which we ended up doing yesterday. We actually ended up, we played a game and we watched TV and we had some really important quality time for him. And when he gets that, he's a completely different boy. Yeah, and I would say too, from my from what you told me, is like part of it, I think, is, you know, you had some small amount of time and then you, you guys went for a walk, right, with the mm. dog. And, and you had a nice walk. Nice walk, right? And, talk and, yeah. and he was in this, like, um, he, he was, well, he, he was filling up. His, his love tank was being filled up. <laughs> but then, but then what happened was the, the hose got cut. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and this that. is this is where I think the key is, right? Mm. So knowing that Henry's love tank, and we'll explain these love languages in a minute, um, knowing that Henry's love tank was being filled up by quality, quality time, time. Um, you know, then all of a sudden you stopped and you talked with the neighbor, right? Mm. And all of a sudden the hose was cut and there was no more yeah. filling of that tank, right? And he was empty enough yeah, to, to have a reaction. To have a reaction, yeah. right? So I think that was interesting for me to think about it that way. It's like we as parents need to be very aware of where our kids are at. If they are low on love language, mm. on their love tank, you know, then we need to speak love languages with them so yeah. they can fill it up again. And they'll show you yeah, yeah. when their tank is empty. They'll start acting They don't up. say it. 
they show you. Yeah. They don't know the words. No. Right? <laughs> like they don't they don't necessarily know how to like I actually need cuddles. Mm. Sure. Some might actually come asking for a cuddle if they're in tuned enough. Like our, our daughter actually does that. She she comes and our son. But often I'm like, come, come see. Mm. Give me a cuddle. You you look at the way your kids request things. What are they actually requesting? Like often our son will ask for to play a game or come in his room and do something. Right? Yeah, play with Lego yeah. or and so that is quality time. Mm. Right? He needs quality time and physical touch. I think but I think actually gifts is his a part of his main Mm, yeah I at think, least it was yeah i think it was i think it's less now and this is something we need to also talk about it's not as simple as like labeling your children with, as a, with love one love. one love language and like yep that's no, it i'll just give them children. that and then they I'll alter yeah and, and i've got a good description of that afterwards actually mm. so but should we should we like explain what I know a lot of people have heard about the five love languages. Some of you might not have. And if you haven't, you should really, really check it out. And for those who have, don't forget to freshen up on it. Because actually we alternate and change all the time because we keep growing. Yeah, so you've changed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a test now the third time and I just did it this week just to Tap into where I am and it's got to do where I am in life as well. Like the life situation we have right now. So it changes. Mm. Um, but the, the five love languages are created by a guy called Gary Chapman and he's written lots of books. There's one on apology. There's few kids and four year relationships. And then you can also do for singles so he's he's created a whole package. You can go on the website and there you can also do a test. But through this, he's saying it's five, we have five different languages that we sort of speak, I guess, without saying the words. So we got words of affirmations. So that's giving feedback, saying nice things, um, valuing the person through words. Is that a good way to describe that? Yep. And then you have gifts. Gifts are not just an expensive ring or earrings or a car, whatever. Mm. It's not just expensive. Gifts can be um, also cooking your favorite meal, for example. Yeah, like that's a gift, like yeah. especially if it's not, if it's a surprise. Yeah, if it's right? a surprise. So any mm. surprise. So if somebody actually throws you, for example, a surprise party, that's a, that's a gift. Mm. Uh, if they're out traveling and they bring something home to you, that's a gift. And Even if they see something, you know, on, on their the way road. home, on the way home, like, you know, it could be as simple as like they saw a love heart. Kristen's really into love hearts, <laughs> as you can see in the background here, for those who are watching. Uh, and, you know, if I found her a stone when I was at work in the shape of a love heart, that's a gift, right? Yeah, and I gift. would give her that. Mm. You know, so I think, or even if you took a photo of it, say it was a big rock, and you took a photo and you actually sent it, mm. it's actually a gift, like because I see, I see this. Yeah. So. And I thought of you. And I, yeah, and I mm. thought of you. So it doesn't have to be big, big items or things. It's just giving and mm. seeing um, what you recognize in the other person. 
And then you have physical touch, which is like touching each other, of course. It's not just the sexual side. It's just as much as a foot rub, neck rub, scratches. Hand, holding hands. Holding hands, sitting yep. in the arm nook on the couch, uh, a hug when you need it, um, a bum squeeze as you walk past, for Everyone example. Loves a bum squeeze. <laughs> Good bum squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. So. Physical, that's physical touch. That's quite easy to understand in a sense because it's self-explanatory, I think. And then you have quality time. Sorry about the break there. Quality time, which is spending uninterrupted time together. Doing, for example, doing something nice together or just having good conversations together. Realistically, this is quality time for us because we're actually doing something we burn for. And it's it's a it's like a exchange of valuable time, right? So mm. it's like you do something that both enjoy, you know. And it can be as simple as going to the cinema, mm. right? That's that can be yeah, quality, quality time. time, especially for us. Yeah, who who enjoy sitting next to each other, holding hands, watching a film, right? Mm -hmm. That is, for some people, that's quality time. For mm -hmm. other people, it's not. It could be a walk in the forest. It could be mm. a nice dinner mm. together. So. And the other one is acts of service. Yes, that's the last one, acts of service. Mm. So that's when you do something that you don't necessarily want to do, but you do it to help out your person. So say Justin would actually go into the laundry and do the laundry for me. That would be acts of service because that's not really his task. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> never. Never. Try that. Failed. No. And then, so things like that is, um, is acts of service. So in the end, I, we got this book given by Justin's brother quite early in the relationship actually but yeah. it ended up on a shelf we never read it because <laughs> we, don't <need laughs> we it. don't need it we know everything about relationships we, we've got this shit down yeah, we had a good relationship yeah, right? we, we, we did we, yeah we did and but at the same time we're like about eight years in we're like oh should we look at this book we should we should probably read this we should probably read this read it mind-blowing that was <laughs> learned so much and we both dived into it mm. and have had that in the back of our minds ever since and work a lot with that but then in the beginning then we did take the test and we were like 100% the same we had no kids we only had the dogs and we were like physical touch and quality time yep equal numbers for both of us blah 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 few few years move on we get kids Things change. We move to Norway. We do it again. And then you had physical touch and quality time. and But words of affirmation had moved up the chain mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Mind you, we all have all five. They're just different gradings. And some of them are higher than the others. Yeah. And then for me, I ended up going quality time and acts of service, physical touch. So... And then I did it this week again, and now it's changed again. Now we're back to physical touch on top, acts of service, and then quality time. Mm. 
So again, it has changed to where I am in life and what's going on. So just because you think like, oh, I've done the test and that that's my that's my primary language. No, you need to because we constantly keep growing and evolving and moving. We change. And so our needs change with that. So unless your partner is actually awake enough to see that because of the phase you're in, say you just had kids and then the other side has to step up to help to do these things. And if they don't, oh, it just starts creating more rifts and cracks in the relationship, right? Mm. So with that. Please look into it, guys. Yeah, really, really important. It can really do wonders for your relationship if you start learning it. And the point is we always speak our love language to the other person, but that might not be their love languages. So you need to learn theirs so you can actually speak their love language. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then we want to move on to uh, email because we actually got a send in. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Makes me so excited. Yeah, we got the first one. Yeah. Like proper oh, one. Like, come on, to the email. Yeah, all right. So we've had a few questions, of course. So I'm going to read to you all. I'm a 25-year-old man living in Norway. I have two workplaces that I love and an education that makes sure I will never be without a job. I have worked a lot in my early 20s to set myself up financially for the future. The goal is not a big house by the beach, but the ability to own more of my own time in the future. At the same time, I have this hunger to travel in long stints, seeing the world and different cultures. I've written down the date I'm going on my first long stint travel, so I know I'm going to do it. But still, I have this guy on my shoulder saying I should build my future in jobs I love and thrive in while I am young and have the opportunity. Please use your wisdom and tell me what mental gymnastics I have to do in order to take breaks from the grind that I love without dealing with guilt for taking away some of my future financial and time freedom. Oh, I love this question. Well, you want to go first? I'll add my two cents after. Because I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Love it. All the money I ever made, I spent on traveling. By the time I was 25, I'd been to 25 countries. All also due to my parents for being traveling parents and giving me that opportunity to do so. But for me, nothing else was more important than, than getting out and seeing what's out there. So... My my recommendation is live your life because life is way too short. We have no guarantee how long life will be and what you get to experience in it. A lot of people set up and they travel later and things like that, but I th- I feel the time before you settle down, have kids and all these things are a really valuable time. And it also makes you much wiser for when you do step into that role in life. Because by the time you do that, if that's your choice in life, you are bound. You can't go on these long stints. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave your kids for three, four months to go have fun. That's, that's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> that's not an option. So 
I recommend going. You can always make more money. Like that's money you can make more of time. It's not infinite. But here's the thing, right? So I'm looking at like some of the language in he used or she, yeah, he used, he used um, you know, I have a job, you know, I, education that makes sure I'll never be without a job. Well, well there, there's, there, answer. there's your answer right there. It's like, well, you go away. You could spend, you're you only 25. Go. Jeez, you could go 10 years traveling, being a nomad, experience the world. Go work in other countries. Go work there's working other... holiday visas. Yeah. Left, right, and center. Man, there is so much opportunity. And especially if you have an education, it means you're never going to be without a job. You know what? You can leave that job and come back to it mm. two years later. Like there Definitely. is opportunity. And here's the thing. I would rather have lived than have a bank account full of money. What Hell, is that doing yeah. for anybody? Like you, you can Live save a buttload of money and then go mm -hmm. travel later in life. But again, like Kristen said, it's just not going to be the mm -hmm. same. The experiences you make in your 20 are profound. And have a look at, the, I'm looking at this language here. Unfortunately, I'm picking out words like should build my future. Yeah. That I think want is the what do you want? Yeah, what that do you really want? Because look at it when you're using the words should, it there's usually something behind it. It's a mm. way your parents talked about building a future behind there, mm. right? Or someone else's of a else's opinion about what a safe future looks like. Mm. So you need to check yourself with regards to the language you use around the things you're mm. trying to work out. Yeah. Right. So the second you hear you say the words I need or yeah, I, I should, should, they're red flags. Mm. The biggest question you need to ask yourself is what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? So I traveled, I went backpacking when I was 24 don't regret it experienced some insane stuff happy to be alive <laughs> thank you tsunami for not whisking me away mm -hmm. um and i just i recommend doing it and really look into the fact that there are these working holiday visas so rather than going to a country for a short stint and not really experiencing the country go live there go work there it it's and the, the next profoundly growing. I quickly want to add on top, you know, uh, he says that he loves his work. And, he, and there's two reasons. You either love the work or you love the people. Mm. And so if you love the work, you can do it anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. You can go travel and experience things. Go do a stint of three to six months somewhere else doing mm. the work. Right. Right. But if it's the people then that's where the sticking point is. Yeah. Yeah. So you need I've to always work, had that. You need to work out what it is. Is it the people or is it the work? And then what do you really want to do with your life? What what do you want to have as your legacy or and your you know, memories, your mm, stories. Mm. You want to tell a story of how you made all this money and you bought an apartment and then you bought a house. And then you get to drive in a bull when you're 65. 
<laughs> Booby, uh, camp van. Sorry, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry no. <laughs> We're in Norway. Sorry. An RV. An RV. Mm. If that's if that's your want and wish in life, go for gold. But it sounds like you really want to experience some more cultures and see different things. Taste, just taste different food. It's amazing what you can experience out there. And you're only 25. I'm 25. Like, Jesus, you can travel like that for three, the new, four years. 40 and... is the new 30. So like, you, Do it. <laughs> yeah. you literally have 15 years, you know, of just blowing time and doing what you love to do. Because the other thing I would say too, is the more you go out and experience things you want to do, rather than you need or should do, mm. they will come with new opportunities and you'll see, you'll choose another path that will make you immensely happy and probably make you a buttload of money too. Mm. But you so, just have to be patient and enjoy the journey. Yeah. So totally, I would recommend letting go of your jobs and traveling. And don't forget, you can probably also make a deal with your employer that when you do come back, most employers do that actually. And they maybe you'll get back on a part-time job in the beginning, but it doesn't mean you can't come back. Mm. Just know that. But when you've traveled, you might not want to. Or you you will because you're like, dang, that was good. Mm. So either way, go live your life. Go travel. Go see the world. There's so much to see and experience out there. I haven't even seen half of what I want to see. So go do it. Do it. Do it. Recommendations? <laughs> Recommendations. I'm going to stick to the topic of today. Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages. Go check it out. I second that. Go Love check that. it out. Um, All right. And, right, I guess. The what? last bit is, what are we grateful for right. this week? Yeah. Um, I have to, I haven't actually given it a huge amount of, of thought. I think just in general, I'm actually really grateful for our kids because with them, I learn so much. It's like they are my teachers in a sense. And I think I want to say that. That's mm. my attitude. Um, I'm very grateful to be home. You know, yeah. the last three days have been long and, you know, being at home is magic. I get to spend quality time with Kristen looking very much forward to uh, some physical touch <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know uh, and i think i'm i'm grateful for that time yeah. now to be at home yeah yeah i think that's awesome hmm. all right well thank you for tuning in today and looking forward to uh saying hello again next week everybody have a beautiful week thanks thanks, thanks. for listening guys thanks for listening everybody see you next week be kind, have courage, and live with love, everybody. Ciao. See ya.